this evening. Father, really, as we look back that day on Calvary, we surely agree, Father, that worthy is the lamp that was slain for us, O God. We were not worthy, Father. You were also not supposed to die, O God. But, Father, because thou so loved us, O God, you chose to die for us, O Lord. You chose to stand in the gap, O Father, that we may be living today, O God. And, O oh, Father, this night we are coming to worship you, O oh Lord. We are bringing our lives before you, O oh Lord, for we know that there is no, nothing that is unknown to you, O oh Lord. Father, we are just crying and we are just opening up our hearts, O oh Father, that you may speak to us, O oh God. Even as the minister of the word comes here to stand, O oh Lord, may it not be a man, O oh Father. May your spirit be in him, O oh God. May, may you utter your words of wisdom, O oh Lord Jesus. May you design, O oh Lord, our minds, our hearts, our lives, O oh Father. And may it help us, O oh Lord, that as we came here, O oh Father, as we go out, O oh Lord, we may be different, O oh Lord. Father, we have come, Father God, to compare our lives, O oh Father, the life that we live out there, O oh Father, with what you really want us to do, that which is in the blueprint, O oh Father. Oh, my God and my Lord, I also pray for my dear brother here who is 
leading in the choruses, oh Father, that you may bless him, oh Lord, child, Father God, for our benefit, oh Lord. We just praise, we commit this day unto your mighty hands, oh Father. Come, Lord Jesus, Father, and honor your word, oh Lord. Bless everyone who is in this house, oh Lord. Heal the sick amongst us, oh Father. Touch the sinners, oh Lord. Touch the, the backsliding, oh Father. Strengthen us, oh Father. Let the weak say, I'm strong, oh Father. We thank you for this day, oh Father, for it is a glorious day, oh Lord. As we see the spirit of, of the end time, oh Father God, moving, oh Lord, we know, oh Father God, that one day, oh Lord Jesus, Father, you shall come and take us away, O oh Lord. Yes. Help us to get ready, O oh Father God, for that time, O oh Lord, is eagerness, O oh Father God. We know, O oh Lord, that the pressure that we are feeling from outside, O oh Father, is only to make us ready, O oh Father, and willing to leave this earth, O oh Lord. And, O oh Father, even so, we say, Come, Lord Jesus Christ. In the mighty name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, we pray, believing. Amen and amen.
Amen. Let's just pray. Most gracious Heavenly Father, we are very much thankful this evening. Amen. As the service has already been committed to you, uh, we are just about to read your word. Yes. Lord, we were taught very well by the prophet messenger, 
that we are not allowed to, to reach your word unless you are with us. Amen. Because you are the very one that will come and interpret it to the people. Mm. And Lord, as they were on their way to Emmaus, how they knew you is how you broke the bread. Amen. And even this evening, how we will know you is how you are going to break the weight mm. to the people, dear God. Amen. We're just remembering Sister Macy, who she's not feeling very well. We just send her a prayer wherever she is. We say, touch her and make her whole. Amen. But we commit everything to you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 As we turn to the book of... I think we'll start from verse, uh, Genesis chapter 6. In what in Genesis is at six. Verse 6 and from verse 1. So, verse 6. It reads in this manner He found. And it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born unto men, unto them. That the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were fair, and they took them wives of all which they chose. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with men, for that he also is flesh, yet his days shall be 120 years. They were giants in the earth in those days and also after that. When the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men and they bare children to them, the same became mighty men which were of old men of renown. And God saw that the wickedness of men was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And it repented the Lord that had made men on the earth and it grieved him at his heart. And the Lord said, I will destroy men whom I have created from the face of the earth, both men and beasts, and the creeping thing and the fowls of the air, for it repenteth me that I have made them. And the Lord 
as you take your seats. Amen. Now, we, I, I think this evening we want to speak about godly consciousness. Amen. Godly, uh, with capital letter G. Amen. Amen. Uh, with capital letter G. And a capital letter G. That's what we want to speak about this evening. I think it is just a, a couple of pages from Genesis chapter 1. Uh, from Genesis chapter 1. God said to let us make men in our own image. After our likeness. And God made them. God created men in his own image. And in the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And then in Noah, in Genesis chapter 6. The Bible says it repented to the Lord that he had made men on the earth. From the point where he said it was good to the point where it repented to him. Amen. So we just want to check what happened? Because it was the same man, but something had taken place in Genesis chapter 3. When the devil came to tempt the woman, from that moment something changed about men. From being an image of God and to a point where he thought evil continually. But I believe God will restore men back to the age of innocency. And as we said, your consciousness has got to do with a state of being aware. Or, how or your responsiveness to your surroundings. We realize that, that the man that God had created in Genesis chapter 1 and the man that he had formed and thereafter made them one unit. It is not the same man that we see in Genesis chapter 6. It's because his consciousness was polluted. Uh, the prophet, and I'll read somewhere where he speaks about how he had 
a veil of innocence and that veil of innocence was torn by sin so that means the way a man in Genesis chapter 1 looked at things it differed so much with how he looked in Genesis chapter 6 the man that God had created in Genesis 1 he made God to be proud so that until such time he said it is good but the man that he was was fashioned by the world Uh, in Genesis chapter 6 it it made God to repent why he had made man and we believe that when God said let us make man in our own image the first man had God's consciousness he was not aware of any sinful nature he did not even know sin for that matter. All he knew it was holiness. But when the sin came in Genesis chapter 3, it polluted a man's consciousness. It moved him from being uh, from being godly conscious to being sin conscious. And from that time, things were never the same. So before Adam and Eve sinned, they had no consciousness. They had no awareness of sin. They lacked the definition of sin. But uh, we believe that uh, through the Lord Jesus, God is here to restore believers back to that innocency where all things will be pure before their eyes. Because uh, with sin consciousness, we can't see ourselves as God sees us. Because we seem to dwell on on, 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 on our guilt. We dwell on our pettiness. We dwell on our malice. But the problem is our consciousness. The prophet in the message God's power to transform when God's power to transform. He says, notice what's happened. In the Garden of Eden was God's economy of innocence. And today we believe the world is in the economy of evil. Today, men today are exactly like the way during the time of Noah. Their thoughts are evil continually. To such an extent, the Bible uses the way that they were incontinent. They, they, they had no self-control. And today we see exactly a replica of what happened during the time of Noah. The, the thoughts of men are continually evil. But uh, to the bride, a veil of innocency has been restored. 
So we are no longer sin conscious, we are godliness conscious. I hope we are together, but we will continue. He says, uh, notice what happened. In the Garden of Eden was God's economy of innocence. That was one of the dispensations. The first dispensation was innocent. The people knew no sin. They didn't know anything about sin. Both Adam and Eve were naked. But they were hidden from their nakedness by a spirit veil over their face. And I say, for you to be a believer, that spirit veil must be restored back before your eyes. How, how do you live in this evil age where the world has become so evil? Uh, and, and if we can pick and, and put, uh, put it for what it is, they, they were naked in the Garden of Eden and they knew not that they were naked. And today, people are naked and they don't know it. The devil, God had a spirit veil and the devil has got a spirit veil. I hope we are together here. Both and Adam were naked, but they were hidden from their naked by, uh, nakedness by a spirit veil over their face. They never knew that they were naked at all. Because it was hidden. For God's veil in their own minds, they didn't know what, ra- what right or wrong was. Because there was a veil in their minds. A believer, you need to, God needs to pull a veil in your mind. Because when there is a veil in your mind, you can look at what the world say, says is pleasant. And you can look at it and say, that's dangerous. The reason the world is struggling to convince us that the things of the world are good is because there is a veil in our mind. And for every believer to get into trouble with God, that veil must be torn apart. Why are we living in a world where people are affected by things but we are not affected. Do you have brothers in the house here? Why do we live in a naked society but we are not affected by their nakedness? Yes, we go to the same school, we go to the same place of work but we are not affected. It's because in our minds there is a veil of God. And if you've got no veil of God, my brother, I tell you, you won't last. You will see things that you are not supposed to see and think about things that you are not supposed to think about. And ultimately, your thoughts will sink you. But, but we need men that have got a veil of godliness. The men that God can trust 
trust and say, that's my man. And the same thing to you, sisters. The reason we live in a, in a, in a, in a sexualized society where every woman aspires to dress in a sexy manner but you do not find pleasure in that it's because there is a veil of innocence in your mind and any woman that does not have that veil will aspire to be like the world you can be in the message but that veil can still be torn apart and it might show even in your dressing but I say God restore that veil in our sisters restore that veil in our young brothers restore that veil in our young sisters they can look at the world and not be affected by the world we need that veil back amen I hope we are together he says and them both standing there naked showed that the knowledge had not yet come to them we, we live in a world where I don't know uh, I wish I had a slide there is a slide that I will show you one time uh, I hope I will have it somewhere just a sec Maybe if I don't have it, it's not a, I've got it here. It, 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 the world, we live in a knowledge environment. Just to give you a, a perspective of, uh, and you'll see why your parents are struggling. Raising a child today is not pop and place. You need God to back you up. And, and if you see another parent's child going off the rail, you, you need not to blame them. You've got no idea of what, how much they have tried. Maybe you need to wait until you raise yours, then you will realize the danger that we are living in. In, in one minute every day, I'm speaking about knowledge now. In one minute, Per minute, on Google, Google, there are four million searches in one minute. Are four million searches? Are we together? In one minute, as I'm speaking, in one minute, four million people went to search something on Google. Four million. That's why today, if you speak to anybody else, they say, "Wait a minute, let me Google you first." But you know why? This prophet, we did not Google him. We googled him in heaven. Because why? He's not a source. He is not a man sent from Google. He is a man sent from God. And this church is not a product of Google. It is a church from God. Have you realized that today whenever somebody finds something on Google, they think it's a fact? 
according to Google what about according to the word of God because Google is just, is just a portal of knowledge and it's corrupted by different ideologies there now, now you your child you've got to raise your child in an environment where in a minute, 400 million searches are done. In one minute, 204 million emails are sent around. In one minute. Hallelujah. In one minute, there are 2,460,000 Facebook status. 2,460,000 status on Facebook. This is in just one minute. In one minute, there are 277,000 tweets. Hallelujah, I hope we are together. In, 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 I can go on and on. And I've got all of this here. I'm just simply showing you that we live, we live in, a, in a knowledge environment. And that knowledge is corrupting the consciousness of the society. Because today, internet was, it might be a good tool, but it's a dangerous tool. There are marriages that are on the rocks because a man's consciousness was affected by pornography. And I, and I will say this in passing and I will not revert back to it. Pornographic material makes a man to be numb in his marriage. You can't go that route and your marriage remains the same. And that's exactly what the devil is trying to do in the end time. And, and he has brought the gadgets that are portable, that are accessible. And once you access them, you are married to a daughter of God, but the perception towards her can change. Because why? The devil wants to rip apart that veil of innocence. But here's something, as he rips it apart, when you come to the church, we restore it back. Because once it's ripped apart, it can never be restored by cancelling. Because the man that cancels you, his veil may be ripped apart as well. But the weight is yet to restore that veil back. A man can walk through the church door. A young man that is full of lust. That 
Let us go to the last veil of lust. And can go out and have no desire in the things of the world anymore. And I believe this message has got the power to do that. It has done for others, it can do for you as well. Those tapes are still have power. Those spoken words still has power. Those someone still has power. And that's why sometimes in church we will make you uncomfortable. Because we pull one veil together with one veil and bring them together. I hope we are together. Now he says, both of them standing there naked showed that the knowledge had not yet come to them. Have you, have you ever, and you parents will be with me here. Have you ever seen when you raised a child and, and you know that this is daughter, that is a boy and as they grow you, you, you are very much aware when they are still in the age of innocency and when something happens you will see that the veil has dropped you will see that the consciousness is not how you used to know it. Uh, do you have parents that can say amen to that? That have gone through that and that know what I'm talking about. Or, or you have seen it in the society. A, a, a neighbor's child when she's growing up or when he's growing up He's got no problem. He can interact with you. Or if it's a child in the home, uh, you used to have dinner together around the same table. When something crosses in their subconscious, in their consciousness, then they avoid eye contact with the parents. They avoid sitting with you more than five minutes. They, They want to talk to you past you. Because something has happened. Amen. Are we together? I hope I'm not scaring you. I'm just preaching the gospel. Amen. He says, it showed that the knowledge had not yet come to them. That they were naked. The pair was naked and knew it not. And the prophet says, we will have another civilization that will neither be of knowledge nor of science, but it will be a civilization of innocency. And I think God is already Having, giving us a preview amongst the bright members. Now, when we say this consciousness, when God created the first man and said it was good, and, uh, and when that man was there, positioned in the Garden of Eden, God's consciousness was his consciousness. Because God loved him, he as well loved him. 
himself and loved God in time. And when a human, another being that was introduced to him that Adam loved Eve as much as God God loved Adam. Now it was a consciousness of love. It was consciousness of, a, of innocence. It was a consciousness of holiness. But the day came where the devil incarnated himself in the serpent and approached Eve and spoke to the Eve about the tree. And the Bible says when she looked, she saw that the tree was pleasant and desirable. That seeing is consciousness. That consciousness of holiness was being ripped apart. That, that consciousness of holiness was being ripped apart. And now there was a consciousness of lust. And after there was consciousness of lust, then they entered into sin. Look at the man now. The man that used to love himself and love to God and loved his wife now was in a perverted condition. And now was chucked out. And when his consciousness was corrupted, the consciousness of animals was corrupted. As we had in the convention, the way the lion looked at the zebra was never the same. Because the consciousness was now corrupted. The lion used to look at the zebra and say, that's my brother. But when the consciousness of sin came, the lion looked at the zebra and saw a meat. And what was happening there? It type what was happening amongst men. A man that used to look at another man and say, that's my brother. Now looked at that man and said, that's my slave. Why? Because when a man's channel is cut off from God, you can never trust him with any other person. I hope you young sisters, you listen to me. A man that whose channel to God is cut off, you can never trust him with any other being, be it marriage and otherwise. Now from that time, now we see a consciousness of hatred. We see human beings going after one another. We see them killing one another. What happened in Genesis chapter 3? The consciousness of holiness was gone. Now a man's heart was full of hatred. He hated people because he hated himself. Because you can only give what you have. He never had the love of God. No, he can't give the love of God. He had the hatred of the devil. And he gave out the hatred of the devil. But here we are in the end time. Things have been heightened in the end time. Whatever spirit is here, they are all heightened. Today we see beings that are no longer loving one another. We see prejudices. We see racism. We see tribalism. We see all kinds of ills. What is the problem? A consciousness of men 
has been corrupted. Because why? When he looks at situation, he no longer looks at situation from God's view. The devil has corrupted man. And as it repented to God, in the days of Noah, God is repenting again. Why have I made man? But I am glad that in the midst of this chaos, in the midst of this unholiness, in the midst of this sin, there is another man called Noah that had God consciousness. And it was not only him, but there was another man called Enoch that walked with God for 500 years irrespective of the conditions of the time. He was not affected. He had godliness. He walked with God until God walked in him. And today it is happening again. The world is in chaotic condition. Man is corrupted. But God is raising people with the spirit of Enoch. They will not be affected by this world. They will look at their fellow men and say, that's my brother. Because what is happening, God is in them. When God is in you, you've got no time to hate. Because God is love. And when God comes into you, then you express love. What is happening in the end time? Man has become corrupted again. The consciousness has been affected. Amen. You look at what is happening in the country currently. I mean, people were burning a, a person. Two policemen were there laughing. That's madness. That tells you that we are at the end time. If a policeman can react like that, where, where, who else can you trust? And we are living amongst them and things are now coming to the surface. But here's something beautiful. No one will touch his anointed one. No one will touch the bride of Jesus Christ. Because why? She's got God's consciousness. She's in this world but she's God's ambassador. There is nothing that can touch her. Let me say this, brother. What is happening in South Africa does not represent us as believers. We are not South Africans. We come from heaven. And whatever spirit that is there, we condemn it and say it comes from the devil. Because why? If God is in us, then we become hospitable to our neighbors. But a man's consciousness has been corrupted. How do you stand and look at another being burning and not see yourself in that being? It's because the devil is reigning. But don't worry, these are the end times. We are on the verge of another era. 
So you must never be discouraged. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Because Brother Branham says, the reason my ministry had effect on people is because love, divine love, was always projected and sovereign grace took over. Since I would stay there and look at a man that had no shoes and in my mind I would look at that man and I would think of him as my father and it will provoke a compassion in me about that man and his situation and a couple love will be projected and sovereign grace will step in and that man will receive his sight. And that is exactly what we message believers must have. You must look at your brother. You must look at your sister and have God's consciousness. It will make you to develop a compassion and you will have an agapola and when you've got agapola what is going to happen Sovereign grace will take over. The Bible says in the end time, the love of many shall wet cold. But I say this evening to the David, my love is an exception to that. I don't know about you. Maybe you can say my love is an exception to that. My love will not be affected. Because when your love is affected, your faith is affected. You can never have faith Amen. Amen. I hope we are together. Now, Paul comes and wraps it up. Yes, I think he looked at sin and looked at the law, what the Lord did and what grace did. And looked at the struggle that was taking place in him. And say, the things that I desire to do, the right things that I desire to do, I don't do them. I, the things that I don't desire to do, I do them. And he was showing the battle between the law and grace. And now something dropped in him. And it says, therefore, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit because why now why there is no more condemnation because if you have got condemnation you will never have the boldness to enter in the Bible says we must have boldness to enter into the holy of holies. But if you've got no godly consciousness, then you've got no boldness to enter in because you've got a sense of unworthiness. The devil has put you on a guilt trip. The devil makes you to remember things that you did. And he's magnifying them before you. And you say, I can't move forward. But I 
say this evening there is therefore no contamination not to those that are in church not those that are amongst the group but to those that are in Christ there is therefore no contamination and we need to tell the devil that there is no more contamination but what will bring that a realization of who you are in God's economy because why you need to reject all the devil's messages and accept God's message consciousness is the key in the end time if you can have a king that does not have the kingdom consciousness he will behave like a servant even when he's a king but if you find a servant that has got consciousness of a kingdom he will behave like a king even when he's a servant when you find a believer that has got the consciousness of God he will behave and walk like God and yet he will be a human being I say God help us to have pure consciousness through your consciousness we will look at our problems and we will realize that they are not problems we are bigger than our problems we look at them through the eyes of God and say my brother drop down the sin consciousness no because if you've got it you'll be full of I'm unworthy I struggle sometimes even the habits that you struggle with it has to do with our consciousness if God can allow you to get into his consciousness I tell you things that you thought were struggle were not going to be struggle my question to you is when was the last time you looked at your situation wearing God's spectacles because if you wear your spectacles you see a lot of things that are wrong. There are a lot of things that you can do. A lot of things that you struggle with. But when was the last time you put God's spectacles like the first man in the Garden of Eden? Then your world will change. Amen. And that is the only way that will be as perfect as our Father in heaven. We need God to restore our original consciousness. The world has polluted our consciousness. But the message of Malachi 4 was here to restore our God-given consciousness. And I tell you, if it is restored, you'll see yourself living above the influence of the world. You'll see yourself living above sin. But it begins on how when you look what you see. God bless you richly. Let's just sing a worshiping song. Brother Tommy, you'll just come and wrap up in prayer for us.
Precious Heavenly Father God, yes. Father God, we thank you again, O oh Lord, for Father, you, Father God, spoke to each one of us again, O oh Lord. Yes, Every heart, O oh God, was moved tonight again, O oh Lord. Mm. Father God, it is so true, O oh God, that when Father God we gather in your presence, O oh God, we'll never leave the same, O oh Lord. Father God, we come and we say thank you, O oh Lord. Father God, for, O oh Lord, it's a time that Father God reminds us of Sodom and Gomorrah again, O Lord. Yes. Father God, how many will be left, O Lord? Father God, we look at the country, O Lord. Father God, and it's sad, O God, that Father God, we, we fail to look through your eyes this evening, O Lord. Yes. Father God, we say thank you, O Lord, that we, we are reminded, O God, that we are, are being made perfect, O Lord. Father God, you're using, O God, your word, O God, to restore, O Lord. Father God, for the time is no more and it is, and it is clear, O oh Lord. Father God, we are in the dying minutes, O oh Lord, dying seconds, O oh Lord. Father God, and we look forward to your coming, O oh Lord. O oh Lord, in this we pray, O oh Lord, Father God, Father, that you would, Father God, just restore our veils, O oh God. Father God, that you would, Father, just, Father God, that we will be able to, to forget, O oh God, 
our, our thoughts, oh God, Father God, the, the way we see things, oh God, the way that we believe things, oh Lord, Father God, and that we would be like, like Paul tonight, oh God, a prisoner in Christ, oh Lord, Father God, so that we'll be like Christ, oh Lord, in everything that we do, oh God, Father God, may Christ, Father God, reflect, Father God, through us, oh Lord, Heavenly Father God, we say thank you, oh Lord. Father God, we pray, O oh God, that you'd sweep through this country tonight, O oh Lord. Let it be so. Father God, and that you'd touch every heart, O oh God. Mm. Father God, the devil came in, O oh Lord, and he even gave it a, a big name, O oh Lord. Yes. Father God, but it's pure, Father God, it's clear, O oh Lord. Mm. Father God, that we need you more than ever, O oh Lord. Exactly. Father God, that you'd come, O oh Lord. Father God, and that we'll see, O oh Lord, through the eyes of God tonight, O oh Lord. Through your eyes of love, O oh God, mm. I pray, O oh God, Father God, restore the veil tonight, O oh Lord. Yes. Heavenly Father God, we say thank you, O oh Lord. Thank you, O oh God, Father, that we, we've got a, a refuge tonight, O oh Lord. Exactly. Say thank you, O oh Lord. Heavenly Father God, come and restore tonight, O oh Lord. O oh Lord, we pray, O oh God, that you'd, Father God, just be with our pastor, O oh God. Father God, that you'd hide him behind that old rocket Very cross, O oh God. So Bless his family tonight, O oh God. Father God, each and every heart that, that's set here tonight, O oh yes. God, Father God, be with us, O oh Lord. We pray now, Lord, as we go home, O oh Lord, Father God, that, O oh Lord, if we wake tomorrow morning in our workplaces, O oh God, yes. Father God, just, just remind us, O oh God, Father God, just remind us, O oh Lord, why, O oh Lord, why we should do, we should look through your eyes, O oh Lord. Father God, for, O oh Lord, why did you come after us, O oh God? Yes. Father God, if you made angels, O oh Lord, why did you make me be? Yes. Father God, why did you make me higher than an angel, O oh Lord? Yes, Father God, remind us of that fact, O oh God. Yes. Father God, as we go out, O oh Lord, we say thank you, O oh Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Father God, we give you all the glory and the honor now, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Just uh, give us a song till we meet on Sunday, 9 o'clock. Amen. Amen.